Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I am your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is episode number 97, almost at 100. Woo! Going strong. I hope you guys have been enjoying the past couple episodes. We are going to do something a tiny bit different today, and we have such a great episode and guest for you today. I'm very excited to chat with her. Um, If you have any topics that you would like to hear me talk about or have an expert on to discuss, please either DM me or send me an email, mynakedmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear what you would like to listen to and learn more of. So without further ado, here is the episode. Enjoy. All right, everyone. So we have a very special guest today. She is an integrative nutrition health coach who helps women overcome the stress of divorce and getting their life back in control. Everyone, please welcome Susie to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, we are so happy to have you here today. And I cannot wait to get into all the things that you bring to the table. Uh, But I would love to first ask you, what are you most excited about that's coming up in your life? Oh my goodness. I am, um, I'm really excited about a new course that I'm teaching actually locally. I'm based in New York in Westchester County. And um, I am going to be doing a course on reducing stress and anxiety and um, reducing food cravings all without dieting. So that's what, that's my new course that has just launched. So that's super, it's very exciting. It's uh, yeah, four sessions. So it's over, it's like once a week for four weeks. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's exciting. Mm -hmm. So now, now how did you get into coaching? Like, tell me about your journey. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I, uh, it's so funny because I have, I have a son who's in college and you know, what you major in in college is not necessarily what you end up doing in life. Right. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I studied economics and legal studies in college. And of course, from that, I went to work in high tech, so in marketing. <laughs> um, but I had a great career in high tech marketing for many years. And um, and then I had the opportunity to live abroad and lived in London for 11 years. Um, and I was just having, starting my family then, um, actually one, my oldest son who's now in college, he was only a year and a half old when we moved there. And then I ended up having a second child um, in England. So I wasn't working per se. I mean, I ended up doing a lot of really fun things. I was in extra movies and <laughs> I led gardening tours. I had I had a really, really fun existence there. Um, but uh, fast forward a whole bunch of years and I ended up moving back to New York and um, got a little bit back into high-tech marketing. But then um, it, that was actually just at the time when I was getting divorced and I just wanted to find something else. Like it was kind of like a relaunch of myself as Susie 2.0. So um, I always was interested in lifestyle, like healthy li- living, wellness, um, nutrition. And I thought I, I just want to do something in this field. So um, I went back and re-educated and I got a certificate in integrative nutrition, health coaching. And soon after that, I started my website. I launched a company. It's called True Wellness Within. And I've been seeing clients privately. I've been teaching courses. Um, I run a divorce support group. 
And it's been, been being on podcasts like this, like it's just been wonderful getting the word out and really, you know, feeling so satisfied that I can help people because I personally got my life back in control after a really stressful event. And I know other people can too. It's just sometimes you need someone to hold your hand and, uh, and help you along the way and show you that there, there is a light at the end of this. Right. So that's sort of, yeah, that's a bit of my journey. Wow. Well, I love that you just, you know, you kind of took it by the reins and said, you know what, I'm going to make a change and I'm going to, you know, get the education. I love that. I think that's so, that's so empowering because it's like when we do go through this huge change in our life, sometimes it's like you're most nervous to pivot, but then when you kind of go for it and then you experience it and do, you know, do what it takes to get to that point, it's like, oh my gosh, then you can look back and think, wow, like if I can do that, I can do anything. And I think, Sometimes when we go through a huge life change, it's like, it's intimidating. It's like, okay, well, how am I going to restart my life? And like, I love that you said, like, relaunch yourself. That's such a good way to put it. Like, because through that journey, it's like, you probably go through ebbs and flows of like, you know, experiencing different things and highs and lows. I mean, like anything in life, but um. I know, especially, you know, going through a divorce. I mean, I haven't been through one personally, but, you know, a lot of people around me have my parents divorced when I was 18, which was a very, very tricky uh, Mm. time because I was a senior in high school. My brother was a senior in college and it was just very, very tough timing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure it's ever really a good time from the kids perspective, but there are ways to handle it that are better than others obviously right right right. and I thankfully went to therapy and I kind of figured figured some things out and um I think it's it's so important to just like from you know the standpoint of you know your parents I guess um just really you know going through the motions and really being able to express how you feel because I was obviously like really upset about it and I was like you know what I need to I need to talk to someone about this yeah so, smart um, that you mm-hmm. yeah and I think I look back on it and I'm like wow like it was 12 years ago at this point and it's like wow to think back on that it's just it's super crazy to think about just all of what I've been through and you know you right. come out a stronger person in the end but it's definitely yeah tricky in the moment of course um so I would love to hear about like you know obviously you kind of went through the divorce and how how did your journey look like did you did you kind of both go through the motions like how was how was your whole experience through it and when did you kind of realize oh okay I think I need to like really focus on whatever it may be yeah. Um, well, I guess I was in the camp that the the marriage ended long before we actually took any action. So, okay. you know, living abroad and um, I really was, I was away from family. I had a lot of friends there, but um, didn't have any family. And you, you definitely need your team of people. And for most people, you know, family is, is really crucial because they just know you've, you know, and, and they just, they don't judge you. I mean, I suppose everybody has different situations that they're coming from, but I needed my family to help me through this. Um, and I always say you need a therapist. Um, obviously you need your legal team and maybe financial people to help you through, but, um, therapist is absolutely critical in this. And, uh, so I did have that support once, um, I came back to the States, but I always say that it's a lot cheaper to use your 
therapist rather than your lawyer as your therapist, because, you know, I'm in New York and lawyers charge about $500 an hour here. So a therapist is going to certainly be a lot cheaper. So do not use your lawyer as a therapist. You will lose a lot of money very quickly. Um, so when I came, I just didn't feel like, um, for a variety of reasons, it was very complicated for me to go through the process while I was still living abroad. So we waited. And once we got back to the States and got the kids settled, then we kind of started that process. So, um, you know, it was hard because we were living in the same home for a while and my kids were younger. They were, you know, know, 12 and, um, 14. So, you know, tricky, tricky years. There's never, you know, I don't know there's just never a good time, but, um, you know, we, we just, um, you know, we, we tried to do the best we could while we were living in the same house. And, um, eventually I decided to move out because it just was too stressful. And I actually got to the point where I just was having, like, I wasn't sleeping. It was, it was just horrible. So stressful. Um, and, just didn't, I didn't have the motivation to really do anything. Um, I had developed a lot of back pain as well. So that was, you know, just awful. Um, and the lack of sleep was just really killing me. So eventually I just decided to move out. And then about nine months later, we actually finished the whole thing and filed all of the paperwork and all of that. And it was actually just, it was before COVID happened. So I was yeah. sort of able to get out and, and like start my own, you know, journey um, yeah. and do life uh, before that, and which was great. It was just good timing because I just felt like I was really free. And it was the first time in so many years that I just felt like I had dropped all this baggage and I could really be me. I could, you know, start a new career and live in a, in a, an environment that I wanted to, you know, be in, um, that was just happy and inspiring and, um, and just really take control. And so I really looked at like the lifestyle factors that I had in my, in my life, like my, you know, my career, my finances, my relationships, um, even my physical activity. And I put all of these together and also worked on my nutrition as well. I mean, I always was really involved and interested in nutrition, but, I decided to combine all of these things through the studying that I had done. And um, I really looked at my lifestyle. I looked at the foods that I was eating and just became the healthiest version of myself. And I think the good, clean eating that I um, started following and getting physical activity, you know, moving my body, um, getting in a, in a career that was really satisfying, really helped me recover and move on and live a happy life. And um, now I'm in a wonderful relationship and I've just really been living my best life and it just feels so good it feels so empowering and it's taking a situation that is really devastating for many people and totally flipping it on its head and coming out you know stronger shinier happier it's been good well first of all that's amazing that you kind of you know like you just said you took a, a very hard situation but you know I think you know people, people break up for a reason. There's usually something going on, whatever the situation may be. And obviously it might take time to, you know, recover from it. But I think it's so amazing that you kind of took it and we're like, you know what, I'm going to, I've been through this. I'm intrigued in it. And now I'm going to help other people, you know, kind of get through, get through the divorce. And I think that's, that's so amazing because you've been through all of it. So you're like, I am very familiar with this whole process and, and all that it takes. And I love, I think the nutrition part, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, yes. 
I think, you know, when we go through stress, I mean, I'm not like any pro or anything, but I know when we go through stress or, you know, where something's happening in our life, like I definitely tend to gravitate towards sweets and I'm just like, all right, well, I'm just going to eat my feelings. And I think, I think a lot of people can probably relate to that and, and just kind of getting in a habit, a bad habit of, of, you know, either overeating or whatever, like just bad food choices. And, um, and I think the physical is such a, that's a huge one too, of like, you know, you're, you're kind of in a depressive state, you know, you don't really feel like maybe going to the gym for a while. And it's like, Mm -hmm. right, right. It's like Mm -hmm. a snowball effect and it just continues to, you know, and then you feel like shit. I think when I, (laughs) when I eat healthy, when I can, I can get to the gym a couple times a week. Like I, I can feel it. Like I feel so much better. And like, I always say this, but you never leave the gym and you're like, oh, I wish I didn't go. Like you go to the gym, <laughs> you feel great. Like you just, even if it's a quick workout. I always say that, like, even if you go for a freaking walk, it's like, you're moving your body. I think that's so, yeah. so important. And yeah, yeah. people just, think they have to like go and, you know, run a marathon. And it's like, no, I mean, right. I'll, if I have 20 minutes, like I'll do yoga for 20 minutes. And I, I feel just like you said, like, I never go, oh, you know, I really wish I didn't do, do that. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't and I always and I keep that in the back of my mind. Like I try to move my body every day. I'm not, I personally don't like running. So I don't do running. Like that's fine. We don't, just because you like something doesn't mean I'm going to like it. We all have to find the activities that excite us, that, you know, intrigue yes. us, you know, are in the right proximity and you have the time and the equipment and whatever. So if you like kickboxing, go do kickboxing. If you like, yeah. you know, playing tennis, then go play tennis. Right. So I personally like uh, doing hit classes at home and I do some yoga at home and I don't, um, you know, I'm not training for a marathon. I just move my body, you know, the way it feels good and, and feels comfortable. And that's, yeah, it just feels, it feels right for me and everyone's going to have their own thing. So that's part of the coaching part of it is just helping people try to find those activities, help them stick to it, um, help them, you know, set those new habits so that they make it a part of their day, because it's not just something that you do just for now. And, you know, you don't just get healthy so you can like, you know, wear that dress in a month, right. This is supposed to be for a healthy life that we're, that we're living. And when everything aligns that your things in your life are going well, and then you're eating properly, then you're golden. Like that's, that's really what, that's the, that beautiful balance. Totally. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think like, you know, when we're, when we're going to, you know, do a new habit and, you know, start a new habit. um, I think it's so important. And I know that this is like, not like a crazy thing, but it's like the consistency and really being able to pinpoint like like you were saying like a a hit workout or yoga or whatever so when someone is is going through you know a divorce um what do you usually recommend do you usually recommend like them trying out like a few different types of things to move their body and then kind of figuring out what they enjoy the most is that kind of what you suggest yeah I mean it's really tapping into what the person what's going to work for that person so Mm. I like to say, I don't ever tell somebody what to do because, you know, I give you this prescribed meal plan and I give you this list of activities that you're supposed to do to be healthy. That's not going to work because those might work for me or they might work for my friend, you know, Mary, 
but they're not going to work for you. So that's mm. part of the coaching is really working with the person and figuring out what they want, what's going to work in their life and that's pulling those things out. And oftentimes they don't know the answers to those questions. So it's, it's, you know, it's asking the right kinds of questions so that they can figure out like, you know, this isn't going right in my life. So I always start with working with clients doing an assessment of their lifestyle factors. So we look at like about 12 different lifestyle factors and see what's working and what isn't working. And I always say, let's praise you for looking for identifying the areas that are working well in your life. Because if those areas are working well, then you're probably going to be able to get other areas to work well. And you just have to keep that as like the, you know, something you're looking, you're looking forward, um, looking towards when you're trying to change areas that aren't working. So we look at things like career and finances, um, level of physical activity, um, home cooking, that's huge, mm. their level of joy and spirituality. Um, what kind of creativity do they have? What's their home environment like? Obviously relationships is huge. So we put all, all of those sort of on a, we do an analysis and figure out what's what's working and what isn't. And then we focus on, let's say two or three areas that aren't scoring so well. And that's our starting point because you have to identify what isn't working. And then you start making very specific goals to try to improve on those areas. And, um, you know, rather than like saying, I'm going to run a marathon, you know, that's just a really giant goal that a lot of people try to do. And then they beat themselves up because they don't get there. So yeah, let's start really small and just let's walk to the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. First, buy the shoes, then let's walk to the mailbox, then let's walk to the neighbor's mailbox, and then let's walk, you know, down the street. And we just take really small steps. And then you congratulate yourself for doing those small steps because it's that praise that's going mm -hmm. to get us to do more and more. So it's like when you have little kids and you want them to help you clean up the playroom at the end of the day, you don't yell at, scream at them and, you know, oh, you're so lazy and you expect me to do this, you know, come on, like be a part of this family, right? You would never get any help and they're going to feel mm -hmm. terrible. So what do we do instead? Oh, thank you so much for putting the ball in the basket. That's so helpful. Look at the floor. It's all nice and clean now because of your help, right? We praise them, but we're so hard on ourselves and we don't often praise mm -hmm. ourselves. So I help them see that, that that's the way to move forward and to be setting new habits that they, you know, do positive things. And that's what you end up getting more and more of. So that's something. So we set goals. We are, we talk positively about ourselves, which we don't often do. Um, and then, you know, I, we, I meet them. I have like a five month program. And so we meet every other week for about an hour and we walk through their goals and their, um, uh, you know, aspirations, what they want to change. And, and just, I help, I guide them and, uh, but let them come up with the solutions because it's really what's going to work for them. Not me telling them. Right. I mean, that's what a coach right does. Right. I mean, if you want somebody to give you a list of things and do this, but you're not coming up with that. So it's probably not going to work. So Definitely. and starting yeah. small, like you said, like like yeah. walking to the, you know, walking in just <laughs> little tiny steps. And I love when you said, you know, the the kind of affirmations and like self-talk. I think self-talk is something that people, you know you know, okay, let's, let's just map out something. So your one of your girlfriends is going on a date and she comes out in this really cute outfit and she's like, how do I look? You know, you're going to pump her up, right? You're going to say, oh, that outfit looks so good. You're going to have so much fun. You look great, blah, blah, blah. Your hair looks great. 
but if we were that person walking out we would be like oh I don't like this outfit my makeup looks like shit like we would just be in our heads about like okay, well, <laughs> right and it's like if you're not gonna say that to your girlfriend or your friend then don't say it to yourself because what we say about ourselves is so critical to our mental health because if we're constantly down on ourselves and we're constantly you know negative about our our image or what have you it's like that is we're gonna believe it right because I think I, I believe in manifestation and just like really being able to you know what what you put out in the world you get back and I think if you're constantly negative it's like that's going to be kind of surrounding you yeah um, and I think well, that you be good, really- yeah you bring up a really good point because like when I first felt comfortable announcing to my friends that I was going through divorce because it was hard and it was you know it's very personal and so there was the right time that I felt that I could be open about it and I wanted I made it very very clear to myself and to other people that I didn't want anybody feeling sorry for me that this is some horrible thing. So I didn't put that out there. I was like, yep, getting divorced and it's great. Like I'm ready to move on and I'm ready to be happy and I'm ready to like, you know, live my best life. And yeah, yeah. this marriage reached its expiration date. It That's it. It was done. And now I'm going to live my best life. And I put that message out there like very intentionally because I didn't want people to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And like, mm-hmm. instead they were like, okay, great. Well, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, I love and they that like, mindset switch. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. They weren't sorry for me at all. And so, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? So I put that message out there and they were like, okay, great. Like, how can we help you? And you know, really? we want to hear you're dating and we want to, you know, like, let's look. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause, cause like you yeah. just said, you told people how you want, you know, them to receive the information and, you know, don't feel bad for me. I think that, yeah. I think that really sets the standard of like, okay, we're going to, we're going to be positive about this. And, you know, maybe there's some folks out there that maybe this, the divorce is a really bad situation. And maybe you kind of, you know, are, are sharing with your, your tribe. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm really struggling right now and I need to be supported by doing XYZ. Please check in with me. Let's have dinners. Like I think really yep. sharing with your people how you need to be supported is so, yeah. so critical. Because I think if someone doesn't know or someone doesn't know what you want to receive, and I know that this could be this is in friendships, this is in, you know, marriages, you know, relationship. This is in so many parts of our lives, but I think. If someone doesn't know what you want or what you need to be supported, they can't, let's be, let's be honest. We're not mind readers, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. you might think that they might know like, oh, I'm going through a divorce. Like, you know, my, people should understand that they need to check in with me, but, but they might think, oh, well, I don't want to bombard you and I don't want to overwhelm you. So you just kind of share, oh, hey, I would love if you, you know, checked in with me once a week and we made a dinner plan because that breaks up my week and then I can enjoy some some girl yep. time or what yep. have you so I think yeah. support can be I don't know if you have any advice on like how maybe you received advice or or support through the divorce mm-hmm. or how others um might like besides those few scenarios like how yeah. other people can receive support and what works for them yeah I mean along the lines of what you were saying there were definitely times where I would call a friend and just say I don't want any advice. 
I just, I need to, I need you to listen. And I'm going to talk for like 15 minutes. I'm going to get it all out. And then I'm going to say goodbye. (laughs) And, you know, the right friend receiving that's like, okay, great, go. And that was it. And like, sometimes that's all the support I needed. Like, I just... I just needed to get it out. Other times, you know, I had, I had certain friends that I called for certain things. So like I had a friend who's very good with finances. So I would call and ask her finance questions. Another person who was really good with the legal stuff, I'd call and ask him the legal stuff. And, you know, I I just went to each person for their sort of specialty, because if you, Mm -hmm. I felt like it was a little bit overwhelming to go to like certain members of my family who had a really hard time. I mean, this, you know, my ex was involved all of our lives for many, many years. So it was hard Mm -hmm. for them, um, which again, why the therapist is good too, um, just having a neutral party because at a certain point, maybe your friends and family just can't really hear anymore or they've helped you as much as they possibly can. And, you know, they're not necessarily neutral parties. So, um, but also dealing with things like, you know, sometimes you lose friends along the way. It can be a very lonely experience because some friends are going to go to the ex's team and some of them are going to go on your team. And unfortunately, friendships are sometimes casualties in in divorce. So dealing with that and dealing with that loss and that loneliness, um, I actually have a, a um, something on my website, if it's OK to share. But, you know, how, yeah. how to deal with the loneliness after divorce Um it's on my website. It's it's truewellnesswithin.com slash less lonely. And it's just a way like, you know, you can learn to be um, fill the void a little bit and feel a little bit less lonely while you're going through either going through divorce or when you've, um, you know, coming out the other side, because it can be a very lonely time, you know, losing friends and then just figuring out, you know, maybe you're if you have kids, your kids aren't with you a particular weekend. So that can be really challenging and not, you know, people are busy. Like it doesn't mean that they're not checking in with you because they, you know, maybe they want to give you some space and they don't know how to react. You know, maybe like they either they went through the divorce and they haven't really dealt with it or their you know, parents have and they, you know, they have their own things and feelings that they're dealing with. So, you know, sometimes people are there for you at, you know, various times. So um, anyway, that's one resource that I hope people might check out if they're if they're feeling a little bit lonely while they're going through the divorce or coming out of one. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I love, I love like things like that because I think sometimes it can be, and I, I understand some people, you know, they kind of bottle things up and they kind of, and then they're just like, Oh my gosh, like I need something or someone. And I think it's so nice that there's resources out there like that. Um, I think it's just, it's so important to really just, you know, ask yourself the questions of you know what do I need right now to support myself like what what do I need and really getting to the root of is it a coach is it a therapist like you were saying like there's so many resources out there and I think that's something Mm -hmm. that is is so important to remember and that you're not alone because I'm sure it can be like a very like you said lonely um just lonely situation to go through and and I think it doesn't um, have to be though that's Right. You know, that I actually run support groups. Um, I have a Facebook page called the Divorce Detox. And that's amazing. Yeah, after your divorce. And I we have um monthly support calls that are free online. And oh, it's just a great way for people to come together in a similar situation. Um, because it doesn't have to be lonely. And to be honest, there's there's so much support when you're going through the divorce. There's lawyers, there's financial people, there's therapists, but when you come out the other side, it's sort of like 
you look around and there's like an empty room. So that's why I actually got into this particular focus because I wanted to help pick up the pieces for people, um, you know, because clearly their lifestyle has changed. They're often living in a different environment. Um, their finances very often have changed. If they weren't working, maybe they need to work. If they were working, maybe they needed to, mm -hmm. need to find a new job. Obviously, relationships are completely different because they're leaving one relationship and they might want to be starting another one and they want to look after their health. So that's really why I kind of blended all of this together and wanted to help people once they're coming out of the divorce, um, when the support, you know, kind of goes away. So then it feels good to really help people and, and help them see the positive side of it, that this is a chance for you to relaunch and reinvent yourself if you want. I mean, not everybody needs to do that, but very often it's like you're getting rid of whatever the baggage, you know, whether you want to or the, or it was, you know, your choice or somebody else's choice to get the divorce, you know, there's two sides, but it's your chance to live the best life that you can and that you want to live and you don't have to feel sorry for yourself and, you know, you can, you can move on from that, that stress of going through the divorce. Absolutely. Why do you think that there's such a stigma and shame around being divorced? Oh my gosh. It probably goes back, you know, centuries. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like I'm on a mission to change that. <laughs> I love it. That, right. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Why do, do you think yeah. it's just because like back in the day, people were like, like people didn't really get divorces very often. Do you think it kind of stems from that? Yeah, I think so. I was having this conversation recently with somebody. Um, they were saying, like, why is the divorce rate on the rise? And because mm -hmm. about 50 marriages end in divorce these days. And, that's the, that's the, and that's the number. Yeah. And they're saying because, you know, more women are in the workforce and earning, you know, just almost as, you know, maybe not quite equal to men, but they're earning a lot more than they ever used to be. And they feel that independence. And you know what? I don't have to put up with this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of women, yes. because it's, because it's actually more women than men that initiate divorce these days. Yes. I yeah. heard that stat recently. Yes. So women are like, you know what? Uh, this isn't good for me anymore. This isn't working for me. I want something else mm -hmm. and support myself. So I don't have to take this anymore. You know, before women were, you know, the homemaker. I mean, there's still a lot of homemaker. I, I stayed home to raise my kids, but you know, in the, whatever, I don't know, the thirties and forties, you know, more women that really was only their, their only occupation um, and or prospect of, of working. And they didn't really have much of a, of a choice because if they initiated a divorce or were divorced, like how are they going to support themselves? And I think the laws have changed a lot that, you know, they, it's more even, you know, so in many States, you know, you split everything that was earned during the marriage, 50, 50. Um, so you know, you can financially support yourself. Um, right. So I don't know, but I don't think there needs to be shame in divorce. And I love the saying that, you know, my marriage didn't fail. It just reached its expiration date. That was it. Move on. And it's just something that happened. Like there's stuff that happens in our lives all the time. You know, we have close people to us who pass away. We get sick. We get divorced. Like things right. happen. And it's just another thing that happens and we can move on from it. Absolutely. I love that. It, it's a good reframe of mind too. Cause it's like, yeah, if something didn't work out and I'm a firm believer in don't, you know, if something is not working and you've tried and you've put in the work and blah, 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 or you've got cheated on, or it, I mean, there's obviously so many situations why people get divorced, but I think if mm -hmm. something is not working and you are miserable and you are not happy, 
get out of it. I know it's probably easier said than done in some certain, you know, certain situations, but I just truly believe that if you are going to be happy, but either by yourself with someone else, like, and you're just not happy in your marriage, like is something's going to give. And like, if you, like you were saying, like you can, you can kind of move on and live your best life and learn so much more about yourself when you Mm -hmm. exit that relationship. Because I have been through, I mean, I think we all have, we've all been through some sort of breakup, whether that's a friendship or a relationship. And I think once you get out of whatever situation it was, you learn so much about like, how strong you are and what you need to do to make yourself happy and just like what you want in your next relationship what you do not want your you know the red flags to look out for your boundaries there's so many things that you can Mm -hmm. really take into the next version of yourself and and I just think that's so important to really keep in mind Right. Both. And that next version very often is people kind of need to pick up the pieces. And because, you know, divorces take a really long time as well. I mean, it could be a year and a half, two years, three years, you know, to go through this. So there's a lot of stuff that's kind of fallen or, you know, uh, and, and it, it, you need to be able to put it all together. So again, mm-hmm. it's, it's like putting together like all the things in your life to make them in the, you know, put them in the right place. And then also heal yourself because so many of us when we're under the stress, like you said, you, you know, go for sweets and stuff. And, you know, people, when they're under so much stress, they end up having a lot of crazy food cravings, right. Or you just mindlessly eat because you're trying to take out your stress, you know, and your anxiety in food. And, you know, we say you invite your two best friends over Ben and Jerry, but that's not very helpful. Right. So we yeah. got to get out of habits and we got to heal ourselves because when you start feeling better about yourself if you eat the foods that really nourish your body you're going to feel better about yourself and often people gain weight I mean that's the fact of the matter I have some clients who lose weight because they just they can't eat they've completely lost their appetite for the most part more people gain weight and then so now they're divorced and they want to put themselves out there to make meaningful connections again but they're not happy with the way they look and they feel and they feel like they're stuffed in their clothes nothing fits anymore, right? Their sleep is is all out of whack because of the stress. So we work on all of these things, getting their sleep under control, potentially losing the weight um, that they um, had gained and just overall getting them to be healthier. So, you know, and then we do that by looking at lifestyle. We look at food choices. We look at cravings. We look at making new habits, put it all together. And that's why honestly, it takes it takes several months, because it is it's a lot of work. And it's a program that I walk people through. And, you know, it's very methodical, and we have very specific goals. And then when we look back, we can say, okay, we achieved our goals, like we look at one month goals, three month goals, five month goals, and you can look back and think, wow, look at all the stuff that I've done to move my life forward. I love that. Because I think when you when you look at it in that perspective, because sometimes you're like, I haven't even accomplished anything. But then when you look back, you're like, holy shit, I yeah. look at all the things that I've done in the past couple months. And then you kind of reflect and you're like, wow, like yeah. it's it's all the way you look at things. And I think the mindset has a huge impact on a lot of this. And it's so important to like continuing to move forward. And when you're talking about the, you know, when you reach for like a, I don't know, some Snickers or something, like <laughs> a, a, a not so healthy food option. Um is there a way that we can switch the mindset to instead of grabbing the Snickers? Like, do you suggest like 
creating a healthier snack like if you're craving something sweet like I always just go for sweets because that's my obsession right. but what is your like best tip on like if someone's going for something not so yeah. healthy what to do instead? Um, well I mean I find that if people start nourishing their body with the foods that really um, satisfy their body like what they need to eat like lots of fruits and vegetables lean proteins mm -hmm. you know all that good stuff you kind of naturally crowd out the stuff that isn't so good. But of course we do often have these cravings for, you know, Snickers, like you said. So I'm, I'm kind of in the camp, like I love to cook. So, and I love to kind of like reinvent things. And mm. um, so if I'm really craving ice cream, for example, like I'll make my own sort of version of ice cream and I take bananas. This is like my favorite. I actually had it last night. So I take bananas, like ones that you're like, you know, about to make banana bread, like they're, they're kind of going, right? <laughs> you peel them first and then you put them in the freezer in a bag or a container or whatever. You get them, they're frozen, get them frozen. And I just do that, you know, so I always have them on hand. I throw the frozen banana in the blender and I throw in a handful of dark chocolate chips and I maybe a drop of milk just to get it blended. I blend it all up and like, that's my ice cream. So I literally have frozen banana, which is good for you. It's got a lot of potassium, fiber, it's got all that good nutrients and a handful of chocolate chips, which is not necessarily the most terrible thing. And it's certainly better to have a handful of chocolate chips than an entire Snickers bar. Um, but for me, like ice cream is my go-to. So I'd rather have that than the Ben and Jerry's. It's certainly a lot fewer calories. It's better for me. I feel like I'm having ice cream and because I really am, you know, and it's nice and creamy and smooth. You could try it with some other fruits. Um, but so I love sort of making a little twist or, you know, I make, yeah. I make brownies with sweet potato or with pumpkin that don't even have any flour in them. And it's delicious. Like you would never, you never know. You just taste like a, like a brownie and cake. You have lots of cocoa powder. And so mm. some of these recipes I have um, on my Instagram, if people want to follow me at True Wellness Within, I do like little recipe hacks. Um, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I'm going to make I think all the, of these. <laughs> yeah. The, the bigger thing though, is just when you fill your body with good quality food, like I said, like, fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, and seeds, um, good quality, um, you know, oils, but sparingly, lean protein. Um, if you're filling your body with all that good quality stuff, then you really don't have those cravings because a lot of times it's these phony ingredients that are in the processed foods that keep us called, they call our name constantly. Mm -hmm. And they're designed to make us be addictive, to, addicted to those foods. It's those things like natural flavorings and emulsifiers. Mm. Natural flavoring is nothing, nat there's absolutely nothing natural about natural flavorings. You can have actually up to a hundred chemicals in a natural quote, natural flavor, and they're still allowed to be called natural flavors. It's like the biggest loophole in the food industry. So natural mm. flavors are not, they're designed to make you addicted to that particular product. And when you start reading your labels, Flip those boxes over and you're going to see natural flavors in so many foods in the supermarket. Pay attention and you will. So the way I see it, like the front of the box is like an advertisement. The yeah. back of the box is where all the nutrition is because on the front of the box is a real fruit. Okay. But yeah. And you're looking at like this, you know, Nutri-Grain bar or something and it's like real fruit. But when you look at the back, it's, it's like apple fruit concentrate. That's, exactly real fruit I mean it's like a blended up version yeah. super sweet of apples like if I want an apple I'm gonna get an apple you know um 
And so you have to be really careful of the ingredients, um, things like, you know, all the different sugars, again, creates that this dopamine response that we just want to go after this food because we love the way it makes us feel. It's addictive. Sugar is incredibly addictive. Um, yeah. So again, back to the eat real food, eat whole, whole ingredients, um, fruits, vegetables, protein, nuts, seeds, legumes, nice quality grains. So that's, that's really like my big advice for trying to avoid cravings is just eat real food. Don't eat the packaged stuff. If it's got a barcode on it, you know, read, <laughs> of course, apples have barcodes on them these days too. But um, if it comes in a box and it's got an expiration date from three years, three years from now, you might want to read those ingredients and, and ask yourself what makes it last on the shelf for three years, because an apple and a banana won't last for three years on a shelf. Right. Such good information. Oh my gosh. And I think, I think a lot of times we take convenience for, you know, there's a price. There's, yeah. 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 That convenience, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a big trade-off. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. like I always buy the shredded cheese and I'm like, I know that this has so much shit in it, but it's like, I could just buy a block of cheese and just yeah. grate it myself. Because you know what makes it not stick when you shred, when you buy a package of shredded cheese and, you know, it doesn't stick, but if you shredded your own cheese at home, it's like a big clump. Yeah. yeah so cellulose and cellulose is actually like wood pulp and sawdust. Oh my God. That's yep. terrifying. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So you might want to grown cheese. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to eat wood pulp. Like it's not going to do, you know, it's, it's like, okay, there's fiber, but do I really want to be eating wood pulp? Right, right. No, the I decision. About, right, right. <laughs> I always think about too, like in other countries, some of our ingredients are like illegal. Yeah. And it's like, why, why is America like so bad with our food? We're yes. like the most obese, you know, country as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I lived in England for 11 years and the food was very different. So I would buy bread mm -hmm. and it would last about three or four days. And then it was kind mm -hmm. of inedible because it's not supposed to last for three weeks in your fridge or mm -hmm. in your counter. But here it does. So what again, what are they putting in the bread that makes it last without getting moldy, you know, for two or three weeks? on your counter or in your fridge like that should be a big question mark right um yeah yeah they're just different countries are have definitely banned products i'm oh, sorry ingredients um and the formulations for things so like cheerios or coca-cola or something that are sold in both countries they're made very differently yeah someone was telling me that they you know doritos they eat here all the time but then they went to another country and they're like they taste so different and it's because all the shit that's in it in the American version. And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Food yeah. tastes so different. Right. I've never right. been to, you know, Europe or anything over the pond, quote unquote. Right. I really, I just want to go there and eat everything. <laughs> like, <all laughs> well, like, you know, to be fair, they don't, it's not like everything there is so healthy either. You know, I mean, where right. did fish come from? Right. <laughs> But when you have packaged food items, you know, they are definitely made differently in different countries. Um, the formulations, I mean, the tastes are different. So often that kind of dictates it. Um, mm. But uh, 
yeah, I mean, here, um, I think it's ketchup. Here it's made with a high fructose corn syrup, you know, Heinz ketchup, high fructose corn syrup, not a great ingredient. And in England, I don't think they're allowed to use that. Um, I think they use sugar, just plain sugar, which it is a sweet product. I mean, not saying sugar is, it's still not a great thing to be eating, but it's, it's better than high fructose corn syrup. Mm. And that's right. in a lot of things, I feel like, unfortunately. Is there, like, one ingredient that you are like, I will absolutely not eat this? Yeah, and go back to the natural flavors. Because mm, I don't okay. want, that's a good want one to manufacturer to be like, yeah, I'm making this and I'm making you addicted to it. Because you eat it. The reason why they put them in there, first of all, there's consistency. So if you buy it in, you know, whatever the product in Iowa, it tastes the same as if you bought it in New Jersey, right? So there's flavor consistency. But they're designed mm -hmm. to make you addicted to, to the, the taste is so delicious. Imagine, you know, you buy something and it's like this blueberry strawberry burst and you're like, wow, my mouth is just tingling with excitement because it's just so delicious. So you want more of it. And that's that addiction because it's like blueberries and strawberries naturally, they taste pretty good, but they've mm -hmm. enhanced flavor so that it's this explosion in your mouth. Right. And then like it, it just lingers just so much. Doesn't it's not that explosion that's going to last the entire time you're eating it. Like it fades away, and then you're like, "Wait, no, I want that flavor again." I'm gonna take another bite. Oh wait, I might have to have a second one. I might have to have a third one. So again, it's this overeating because we're so addicted to these flavors. I mean, it's in teas, it's in sauces, it's in salad dressings, every, almost every kind of cereal bar, cereal. I mean, name a product. And natural flavors are in there. Artificial flavors, obviously, the name gives it away. You know that it's artificial. But natural flavors are basically the almost the exact same thing. It was initially based on that particular, you know, fruit or vegetable, something that did come from nature. But it's not necessarily uh, as clean as what we are led to believe. Yeah. Or they mimic the, the flavor. Actually, I, I was watching a, a show about this and they said that vanilla, this is so gross, but the flavor for vanilla isn't always coming from the vanilla beans. Apparently the glands in a beaver's butt, I swear to you, <laughs> is like, you know, there's some sort of, I don't know idea how they extract this, but there is something in the glands that's excreted from a beaver's butt that tastes like vanilla. So that's the natural flavoring. Like that's pretty natural. Like it's coming from a beaver, but do I want to be eating that? I me, my that decision that I'm going to make for myself is no. Everybody makes their own decisions. Very true. So there's a great 60 minutes um, story on this. It was actually done by Morley Safer in 2011. Um, it's called the Food Flavorists. I encourage people to watch it. Look it up on YouTube. It's really eye opening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of blown right now with all that that you just said. I mean, I, it's it's intriguing and it makes me want to, I mean, me and my fiance are on like a clean eating. We're like on just like this, this different path right now. And it's been very, very nice. We're trying to switch up our habits and go to the gym very regular, regularly. Right. And I know that habits take, you know, what is it, two weeks or three weeks to really yeah. sink in. Right. That's why I meet with my clients every other week. So I can keep checking in on them every year. Exactly. I love that. And mm -hmm. it's just, it is, it is hard to, to create a new habit, but I think once it's stuck, then it's like, okay, you're just going to keep pushing forward and keep yeah. 
keep your right. head on straight yeah. and, and look towards that goal and, and yeah. really just be able to, to say, yeah. you know what, I can do this and I can get through this. And yeah, I, I mean, you just start to do it and then it just, it does become easier. Like work, you know, like doing, moving your body, you know, if you just do something mm. small every day, you don't have to go crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. But you just, it becomes part of your day. And then when you don't do it, you kind of miss it. And you're like, Oh wait, I, you know, I didn't do that thing. Like I didn't do my stretches or, I didn't do my breathing exercises or I didn't go for a run or, you know, whatever your thing is, you, you'd end up missing it. Once it becomes a habit, people don't really realize, they're like, no, I'm never going to miss it, but they do. <laughs> if it becomes yeah. truly a habit. Right. So again, that's, that's why it takes time to make these changes, but it's absolutely possible to put these things in place so that you can all live better lives. Right. Yeah. That's beautifully said. And I think just making the time to do the new activities or, new habits yeah. and I think really looking at how much time you have in a day and yeah. realistically if you go to the gym even for an hour that's really only one percent of your day if you yeah that. it's like I mean obviously you're sleeping a lot of the time but still like yeah. one hour it's about choice. 30 minutes. It's, yeah. yeah it's Races all about and, the choices we make and yeah. um yeah I mean it's we just have to start small and you know, yeah, make those decisions. Because if you really want to change, there's a great quote, which I'm probably going to butcher, but Albert Einstein said, if you, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. So if you want your life to change, you have to put some change in there, right? You can't yeah. expect to do the same thing over and over again and live your life the way you've been living it if you want it to change. So think about what you want that change to be and get someone who's going to hold you accountable hold your hand along the way and, and you put one foot in front of the other and it is absolutely possible. Mm -hmm. That's beautifully said. Beautiful. And the accountability thing, big one too. Yeah. That's I yeah. I mean, that. most of my clients are like, Oh, I, I was, you know, I made sure I did this cause I knew I was going to have to answer to you. Hey, someone's so, going to do it. That's important. Yeah. Accountability right. is huge. I yes. love that. Exactly. Um, any last thoughts before we get into our game? Oh, no, I think uh, it's been a great, great conversation. Great chatting with you. I know this has been so much fun. I absolutely loved it as well. All right. So this is called this or that just to get to know our guests a little bit more. Um, okay. So the first one is, are you an early riser or night owl? Oh, early riser. Early riser. Mm -hmm. um, pizza or pasta? Oh, that's a tricky question. I'm, you know, I'm... <laughs> not a tricky question but I would I would say I would say I would do an alternative pasta <laughs> like a like yeah. a banza which is like a chickpea pasta yes yeah Love that. Love right that. <laughs> um, would you rather have eyes that film everything or ears that record everything oh um eyes that film everything Love. yeah um, I like I think I'm visual in that way. Yeah, right. I am too. Um, the next one is, do you have the ability to read minds or the ability to fly? Oh, read minds. Flying sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is, would in you rather... What was that? Unless I'm in an airplane, but I don't think that's oh. what you meant. <laughs> yeah, no. Like you could literally just like, I don't know, put something on your back and fly. <laughs> right. Now that sounds scary. 
Uh, would you rather direct a music video or direct a movie? Movie. Movie. But yeah. Very nice. Maybe it's the visual thing again. Hmm. Uh, would you rather live by the ocean or live in a cabin in the woods? Ooh, cabin in the woods for sure. Love that. I love being in nature. Well, ocean's nature too, but I love, yeah, the birds and the trees swaying. Love that. Relaxing, yeah. Hiking is one, hiking in the woods is like one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah. Very nice. Um, would you rather give up all technology or give up TV, movies, and books? Oh, um, all technology. Love it. That's what everyone's been saying. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. we're all sick of social media. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Um, would you rather create a new holiday or create a new day of the week? Oh, new day of week sounds interesting. Right? <laughs> yeah. Cool. What would you call it? <laughs> no, but it would be so cool. <laughs> I wish we could do that. Have yeah. a three-day weekend every weekend. Yeah. Um, would you rather explore 50 years in the past or 50 years in the future? Oh, 50 years in the future. Future. Mm. Nice. Um, do you prefer online shopping or in-person shopping? Um, oh, yeah. Online shopping is so much more convenient, but I definitely like in-person shopping, especially for groceries. I like to pick out my own stuff. Yes, I've never been happy with what other people pick for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so fair. This one might be easy, but I don't know. Would you rather give up your favorite food or give up your favorite beverage? Oh, beverage. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite food? My favorite. Oh my gosh. I don't think I could ever. I, I just, I love all foods. Like so I, I just need the variety. I can't. I that's mean, fair. that's also part of being healthy though. That just, you know, having mm -hmm. a little bit of everything all the time, you know, um, I don't know if I have a favorite beverage though. That's why it's easy for me to give it up because I drink a lot of herbal tea. I drink a lot of water. Yep. Um, so. <laughs> hmm. Rather receive flowers or receive chocolate. Flowers. 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 And the last one is sunrise or sunset. Oh, sunset. Yeah. Sunset. Even though I am a morning person, but I, yeah. I don't often catch the sunrise. I'm not that early, <laughs> early riser. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Susie, this was such a freaking blast. Like <laughs> I absolutely love this conversation. I think people will really be able to resonate and learn something from your wonderful advice. Um, okay. So please share uh, all of your social media and where people can find and connect with you. Yeah. Oh, this has been so fun. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Um, well, my company is True Wellness Within, and that's the name of my website, um, truewellnesswithin.com. And uh, I do have some free resources on there. If somebody is going through a divorce or coming out of the divorce, um, truewellnesswithin.com slash divorced with a D at the end. I have a free quiz. Um, have you healed from the stress of your divorce? So people can take that and see where they rank. Um, and of course, anybody can be in touch. Uh, my email is Susie, S-U-Z-Y, 
at truewellnesswithin.com. And also I have this um, Divorce Detox Facebook group, and I would love anybody who's going through divorce at any stage um, to join. Uh, it's a great, great place, good community. And um, that's where you'll find out about the support groups and all sorts of um, get nice advice and share ideas with other people who are in a very similar situation. And of course, I have some recipe ideas on my Instagram, which is True Wellness Within. And um, yeah, that's, that's basically how everybody can reach me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing all of your stories. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And that's a wrap. What a pleasure was speaking with Susie today. I hope you guys took something away and learned something from this amazing episode. Definitely connect with her. And you know where to find me at My Naked Mindset on all of your social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Join my free Facebook group, My Naked Mindsetters. And you can also email me if you would like to be a guest on the podcast or if you want a certain guest or expertise to discuss a certain topic, I would love to know. So email me, mynakedmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Bye!